We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back at you again, guys, with another episode. And guys, today we want to talk about the Colts and their playoff chances. Obviously, the Colts winners on Sunday against the Raiders, 9-7 and seven currently, right now tied record-wise in the AFC South with the Jaguars and the Houston Texans who the Colts will be facing here in week number 18. Game got flexed from a Sunday afternoon to a Saturday night in prime time, Derek. what You couldn't ask for a better end of the season here uh, for the Indianapolis Colts to potentially not only beat their division rivals in the Houston Texans, but also, Derek, for the chance to get to the playoffs at the bare minimum and at the maximum to win the division. I mean, he couldn't have scripted it better, honestly. It's great. It's amazing with how this season's finishing out here. And one of these teams, even though they both definitely have exceeded expectations, one of these teams is going to the playoffs and one of these teams is not. And it'll be very fun to see which team comes out on top. And Derek, it is kind of ironic that a season ago, both of these teams were competing for a top draft pick. It's crazy how one season and one year can completely change for both franchises, right? Obviously, Houston won that game on kind of a walk-off touchdown, and that obviously vaulted them out of the number one overall pick, and obviously Indianapolis into the number four overall pick. And here we are, Derek, a season later, week number 18 in Indianapolis, and the Colts have a chance to do something they haven't done since 2020. And that's get to the postseason again. And I wanted to talk about specifically this time, Derek, about this Colts team, right? Because let's be honest, we've seen different spurts of greatness with this team, right? We've seen this team be able to put together full games and do things well on pretty much every aspect of their team, right? We've been able to see them pass the football effectively. We, we, we've been able to see them, especially in the last two out of three weeks, run the football extremely effectively. We've been able to see them protect the quarterback extremely effectively. We've seen them be able to get after the quarterback extremely effectively. And we've seen the secondary be able to make plays effectively and also special teams playing effectively, right? So we've been able to see all of these spurts 
Now, the trouble, as it is with basically every team in the NFL, is every single unit doesn't always, you know, pull their weight in every single game, right? We know that that's true. That's certainly been true for the Colts this year. But Shane Steichen said it after the game and his post-game press conference with or his post-game uh, locker room speech with the team. He said, this week has to be our best week yet. But this is the week where we have to work the hardest we've ever worked in our lives, right? Because this game, it's it, Derek. The Colts cannot afford to lo- lose this game. This is the season for them, for both of these squads. And so the Colts have to figure this out, and they have to figure out how do they play their best from the offense to the defense to the special teams, the most complete game they've ever played this entire season. What say you about this? Because we know the implications of this. You know, the Colts could obviously, like I said, go all the way from number the number four seed uh, all the way to you know the number seven seed. You just don't know um, how that's going to go. So, what are your thoughts with kind of Sykin's comments and what the Colts need to do this week to win on Saturday? Yeah, it is kind of crazy. Like you mentioned, with these two teams, last game last year. Basically, the Texans winning the game to, you know, get rid of their number one overall uh, pick opportunity, uh, which is kind of crazy to think about because the Texans still got the quarterback that they wanted, despite still uh, winning the game, which ultimately cost Lovey Smith his job. But now here we are in this matchup a year later, just different implications on the line now. Instead of fighting for draft picks, we're fighting for playoff hopes uh, for both of these teams, which is really awesome. I mean, it really is cool to see just how much both of these teams have changed in the span of a year. Both teams have had grueling things to overcome throughout the year. Rookie head coaches, and here we are. And in a division where people said, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're running away with it. There's nothing that can prove otherwise that the Jacksonville Jaguars are not the team to beat in the division. And yet here we are, a three-way tie for the division uh, going into the final week of the NFL season for the AFC South. You couldn't have drawn up a crazier storyline for the AFC South to be tried. For this game specifically, I loved what Shane Steichen talked about after the game uh, when he said, you know, this week has got to be the week. Uh, The biggest preparation, the most prepared, the most focused you have to be in your entire life. This is where it all comes down to this. And they talked about it in the media today, how uh, Steichen said, you know, the, the big goal for the team. And the big focus point is just win, win, whatever you have to do to win, go and win. That's the biggest uh, spot here. And I love that mentality. Uh, No question that over the last, basically the last month, Cody, uh, Colts have been very hit and miss. Uh, It is, it's been very strange to watch because, you know, they, they got destroyed by the Bengals. Uh, And then we destroyed the Steelers uh, and then we got destroyed by the Falcons. 
And then we, you know, for the most part, uh, dictated the game against the Raiders. So it's pretty strange to just see how Indy has been back and forth like that. But it is definitely going to be a different challenge for Indy this time around against Houston than what we saw the first time, uh, which I know we're about to get into here in a minute. But yeah, this is definitely a different Houston team uh, than what we saw in week two. Uh, They're a lot more healthy uh, and they're playing with a lot more urgency. And not to mention CJ Stroud is, you know, is elite now. Uh, So no question that this is a different team, but this is a different Colts team than what they had seen before too. Uh, The secondary, despite its flaws, uh, it's got some better guys on it now uh, than what they saw the first time around. Uh, You've got a different, uh, you've got a team that understands its identity a little bit more now than what you did the first time around. Because at first you were preparing for Anthony Richardson, you know, you're not doing that now. So it is definitely going to be a really fun game here on Saturday. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is. And you mentioned just the type of quarterback that the Colts are going to be playing. I mean, let's be honest, they haven't played a quarterback of this caliber in a while, right? It's been a bit since the Colts have played a quarterback who is playing as well as C.J. Stroud has been. Um, So the Colts are definitely going to have to have their best week, right? Because let's be honest, you know, we talked about with Gus Bradley, we're not big fans of how Gus Bradley's been, you know, conducting this defense for the majority of this season, you know, kind of getting picked apart by players and quarterbacks that you would say are not even in the realm of C.J. Stroud. And so the Colts need to definitely uh, shore some things up defensively. You know, they've had some injuries, sure, but also they just had some scheming issues. They've had some very, I would say, poor um, poor concepts at times, right, and key moments. Derek, this is crazy to say, but and I've said this, maybe not on air, but I've said it to different people when I've been watching the games I don't know how this is even possible, but I am more terrified for the Colts' defense on getting a stop on third and 10-plus than I am on third and short. I don't know how that's even possible, but with how poor this team has been in giving up the big plays on third down and also just not being able to tackle at times, it's concerning for me because Houston has a ton of guys that can force you to you know miss tackles. They can have a ton of guys that can push the ball down the field. And, you know, if Indy's not on their game, if they play like they did, you know, obviously in obviously in the Cincinnati and Atlanta game, but even in some ways 
in the Raiders game at times in terms of tackling, it's going to be a mess. It's going to not be good for them. It's definitely going to fall on the offense to have to pick up the slack. So the defense has definitely got to just be better in doing the small things well. You know, like they just got to be better at the basic things of covering your guy or making a form tackle. You know, things like that that you're like, I, I don't know why – they're struggling to do this at this point in the season, but it's definitely very concerning. And also, you know, with the offensive line uh, or with the defensive line, the Colts got to get after the quarterback. They got to get after CJ Stroud. You know, they cannot afford to have a second half against the Raiders or really the majority of that Falcons game, right? The pass rush has been hit and miss at times. He's had a lot of hits, but it's also recently been kind of have a miss, you know? They, they got after Aiden O'Connell a couple times in that first half and then hardly touched him in the second half, and he just carved them up. And if Aiden O'Connell can do that to your defense, can you imagine what C.J. Stroud's going to do to your defense? Yeah. So you, you just got to be better defensively. I think we can start there with just this defense from start to finish. They've just got to be better. They've got to not just get into this weird, like, place where they forget how to play like basic football. Like they, they they have to figure out how to do the basic things well. And they haven't been doing that well recently. Because it's weird, Derek, because there were multiple times in that Raiders game where the Colts would get the Raiders to third and long. But then they'd allow a big play and it just completely screw them up. So it's like, just don't be stupid. <laughs> like I, That might be like very blunt, but it's like, just be smart. Don't be stupid. Don't allow the big plays. You know, don't work that hard and play well on the first two downs and then allow them to get a huge chunk down the field on third down. Like, just be smart and, you know, communicate, basically, and just play, you know, the play. Don't basically screw your defense over, the guys up front who are doing their job, you know, because your secondary doesn't know what they're doing, basically. That's kind of how I feel about it. And, and, you know, from the defensive standpoint, you know, I mean, it's very strange because the tackling thing hasn't been an issue all season, which is so weird because that was only a problem starting maybe the maybe the Bengals week. I don't even think you can really say that. I would say mainly it's just been the last two weeks where we've seen this Colts team just utterly just forget how to tackle at times, which is so strange because it, I know that's been an issue in the past, but this is a defense that has not had that issue this season up until recently. So I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's just, it, it might be coaching. It might be, I mean, I can't really blame Gus Bradley too much for uh, the lack of tackling. I think guys just got to, that tackling is just something that, you as a player got to have more control and more like discipline in how you approach the game uh, with that. And that's something that's a player issue. That's not a uh, coaching issue. That's a player issue. So the, the Colts players have to do some self-reflecting this week and have to start saying, okay, I'm a, I'm going to make the tackle. I need to stop missing these tackles the way that I have been. And especially with guys like, uh, it's mainly been the linebackers, you know, EJ Speed and Zaire missing a couple, uh, you know, those guys really got to step up because they're the, they're the captains of this defense and they're the linebackers. They gotta, they gotta make a few more of those plays. And 
when it comes to the secondary, like you said, uh, really hope that we see Kenny Moore back this week. Uh, that definitely will help this uh, Colts secondary out a lot, who, you know, has seemed to have taken on this new personnel group, uh, especially in the backfield. Uh, Nick Cross, obviously, is going to be the starting safety for the remainder of the season. But now you also have Ronnie Harrison, who's now going to be uh, your starting free safety for the remainder of the season, it seems like, because last week we saw Ronnie Harrison take 97% of the snaps. Ronnie Thomas was rarely in. So 3%. Crazy. Yeah, 3%. So it was, this is a whole new safety group now. Uh, it's a whole new safety group now. And compared to what it was the first time you faced the Texans, the whole secondary is different now, Cody. Uh, last mm -hmm. time you had Julian Blackman, Rodney Thomas, uh, Jalen Jones, and Daryl Baker, uh, who were the guys out there at uh, corner. And oh, yeah. Daryl Baker was getting chewed alive by Nico Collins. I uh, forgot that Juju didn't even play the beginning of the season. Oh, no, Juju didn't play through the first couple weeks, the first three weeks of the right. season. His first week uh, was Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Crazy. It was week three for him. So, uh, yeah, this is a this is going to be a different secondary because Juju's now playing. Uh, Jalen Jones has you know had a year of getting better, and we all can agree that Jalen Jones has certainly had some good moments. He's been nothing but solid throughout the whole year. Uh, and, and from a, a secondary standpoint, Nick Cross has handled his business, but Nick Cross has got to tighten it up. Uh, and same thing with Ronnie Harrison. Uh, like you said, it's just going to the chalkboard, old school terms, going to the chalkboard and just understanding your role and you've got to get it down to a T. You have got to be the most focused you have ever been all season because CJ Stroud is, has been the, probably the second best quarterback that you faced all year long. You already faced him once and he did pretty good then too, despite having a bad team around him at the time. And no doubt the Texans are in a better spot now. So this secondary, especially they have got to be locked in for CJ Stroud. The difference is crazy uh, because you mentioned so many different guys who are playing in that secondary, you know, in week number two that aren't playing anymore. You know, it's just kind of wild, actually, how many guys aren't playing anymore or for whatever different reasons. Right. So you got two new safeties in there. You know, you obviously got uh, I think Jalen Jones, like he said, is the only guy that played. I don't think he started in that game, Derek, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been Dallas Flowers. I don't really remember when he went down. I, I thought he might have been starting at that. But it was either it was either Jaylen, that game or the other game because he he wasn't he wasn't starting by week three, so he had that injury by then. Yeah, so so maybe he got hurt in that game, and maybe Jalen Jones played some more. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think the thing is that's different about the secondary is obviously the personnel, but like you got young players in that secondary, right? Three of the players are either only have one year of experience or are rookies this year. You know, in that secondary, your starters, right? Um, and I think the thing is, all three of those guys it seems like they're playing with a lot of confidence right now, especially guys like Ju Julius Brents. I mean, look how great he played. Um, definitely against Devontae Adams. He had a couple moments where Devontae Adams got him, 
but he also has been playing with so much confidence recently, and so you love to see that. And so I feel like with this secondary, you feel more confident in certain ways about these guys, even though they're young, even though they make mistakes. But like you feel like these guys are playing with a ton of confidence right now. That definitely makes you feel like, okay, we can actually like stop some people. It's not a Daryl Baker situation where literally he can't cover Nico Collins to save his life, right? It's not like that in this game. And so you feel like there, there are some guys in here that can legitimately like hold down the fort in the secondary. Uh, I'm intrigued to see Ronnie Harrison because he played more linebacker this year. Obviously, he converted, but he's going back to safety. So like, I, I don't know about you, Derek, but I didn't really see him and the safety group really – allowing those big plays they did when Rodney Thomas was in the game. Like, I just felt like they, well, it wasn't great at times. You know, they still had some issues. I just felt like it was like, okay, there was more communication happening at times. And it just felt like the secondary kind of knew what they were doing a little bit more, especially the safeties. Uh, Definitely have some things to tighten up, though, like you said. But I definitely feel better about this group than I did probably about the group in week number two against the Houston Texans. So, Definitely feel good about that. But then the offense as well, Derek. We, you know, you got to talk about what this offense needs to do because we've seen this offense show glimpses this year, Derek, of being great. Like we really have. We've seen the Colts be able to run the football effectively. Like we saw it a week ago and then two weeks ago. We saw the Colts just pound it whenever they wanted to. But again, you know, two out of the last four weeks, they haven't been able to do that, you know, against the Bengals and also, you know, against the Atlanta Falcons. So it's like, which version of this Colts running game are we going to get, right? And which version of this offensive line are we going to get? You know, this is the first time this season, I think, Derek, maybe until like earlier in the season, like the beginning of the season, where this offensive line has been actually healthy. All five guys, all five starters have been healthy and are going into this game being fully healthy, which is just crazy to even think about, but that's how crazy it's been. So, like, can the Colts offensive line repeat what they did against the Raiders? You know, the Raiders have a lot of good defensive linemen, right? It's not like the Raiders are just this team that's absolute trash that, you you know, you anybody can run against them or whatever. Like, I feel like they definitely had some guys out there that could have stopped the run. And I believe the Raiders were actually pretty good against the run if my – Memory serves correct. I can't remember which one. I know they were top, like top eleven in one of those categories, either run or pass. But regardless, the Raiders still have some guys that have been playing really, really well. Um, and so, can the Colts' offensive line continue that bully ball? Can they run the ball down the Houston Texans' throat? And can they do what they need to do in order to kind of take the pressure off of Gardner Minshew, like we saw that that they did against the Raiders, like we saw that they did against the Pittsburgh Steelers? whether he's not being forced to throw it 30 to 40 times. What do you think about this offensive line, this running game? And also, by the way, potentially getting back Zach Moss for this game would be big as well. What are your thoughts on this offensive line and this Colts running attack now coming off a pretty good performance against the Las Vegas Raiders? And I would add on to the defensive thing. The one thing that does intrigue me is that defensive line. Uh, They did amazing the first time against Stroud. And of course, again, that was also when the Texans had a virtually no starting offensive lineman. They've got most of their guys back now. So it'll be very interesting to see how that works for them. Who knows? Maybe Steichen saying that uh, it's time to, you know, be aggressive and do anything by all means necessary to win. Maybe that means, oh, you know, maybe we actually go against Gus Bradley's intentions and we actually do blitz like I force him to blitz maybe that's what <laughs> happens uh but anyways going back to it 
the Colts have never had a difficulty running the football against the uh, Houston Texans. Uh, I can go back to whenever. I mean, we've always been able to run the football, especially in recent memory, against the Houston Texans. Uh, No doubt that over the last several weeks, uh, even when they got curb stomped by the Jets and the Browns recently, uh, the the biggest problem with the uh, with them has not been the uh, stopping the run. They've been able to stop the run really well, actually, uh, against the opposing teams. It's been the pass defense that has been opening up for the Houston Texans recently. Uh, I mean, Zach Wilson destroyed uh, the Browns. And, you know, we also saw to where, uh, you know, the Browns were able to do it as well. I mean, it's one of those situations. But in regards to the run, you're right. What what offensive line and what Jonathan Taylor do we see for this upcoming week? Uh, If we get Raiders Jonathan Taylor, uh, then I'd say we're going to be just fine. Uh, and you're right. If Zach Moss is able to go, fantastic. It'd be amazing to have both of them available for this game against the Texans. And I, I totally agree with you. It, it should be the game plan that you should be running the football just as many times as you do passing it. We saw this last week that you know, the more you can take it away from Gardner Minshew, the more likely you're going to be able to move the ball consistently down the field because we saw when Gardner Minshew had to make a play, it just didn't go very well for them. Uh, He was able to make a few of them uh, in drastic situations like when they were blitzing and he had to leave the pocket. But if you're asking him to sit in the pocket and dissect throws, That is not Gardner Minshew. You have got to be able to run the football with some consistency with Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Now, again, we can talk about them having to run the football as much as they want, but it also means that the offensive line has to be consistent throughout the whole game, and they can't be spotty because if they are like that, then you're going to force Shane Steichen's hand, and then if you force Shane Steichen to have to throw the football – then be prepared for Gardner Minshew to throw the football 40 times. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and Houston does come in as one of the better run defenses in the league. They're top three right now in stopping the run. So, but we've seen again, like the Colts have faced some teams this year, like the Cleveland Browns, for example, who are one of the top teams at stopping the run, and they were able to run it down their throat. Ultimately, like you said, it does come down to which version of this offensive line do we get, right? Because in some big games where they've needed to step it up, they haven't. But also in some big games like the Pittsburgh game, the Raider game, when they've needed to step it up, they have. So, like, They can't be, like you said, they can't be spotty in this game. 
They have to show up. And ultimately, Derek, that's why you pay these guys what you're paying them. That's why you're paying Quentin Nelson what you're paying him. That's why you're paying Ryan Kelly what you're paying him. That's why you're paying Braden Smith what you're paying him. They need to go out there and they need to absolutely dominate uh, the line of scrimmage from start to finish. Uh, whether that's running the football, passing the football, right? And that's another thing they need to do because Houston has a pretty good pass rush as well. You know, with Will Anderson, who just broke the Houston Texans rookie record with sacks. He has seven on the year. And obviously Jonathan Greenard on the other side. They have some legitimate pass rushers on this team. Now, to, to be fair, the Colts do have, I would say, a top five tackle duo in the NFL. So it's kind of a strength on strength there. I'm very interested to see how that works. But you talked about Gardner Minshew. And we've seen the Colts be able to throw the football effectively, Derek. Like we've seen the Colts be able to push the ball down the field when they actually do and they take shots. They've been able to do it with guys like Alec Pierce and company. We've seen them be able, you know, to take care of the football, be able to, you know, get the ball into the hands of some of their guys. But again, the biggest thing with Gardner Minshew in this Colts offense, if they want to find success, is when they don't turn the ball over, specifically when Gardner Minshew doesn't turn the ball over, the Colts typically win. So that's a thing that the Colts just need to be aware of is like do whatever you need to do to not allow Gardner Minshew into those situations where he could potentially turn the ball over, right? And obviously that starts with running the football, but that also starts with him just hitting some of those routine things, right? And not having those critical overthrows on second down and now you're in third and long and you're ultimately screwed, right? You just can't afford to have that happen. And also Gardner Minshew can't be missing guys down the field, right? Alec Pierce, he had the one, but he missed one. Like those are big things. Those could be potentially game-changing plays that your quarterback needs to recognize, and Gardner Minshew, he's got to take care of the football first and foremost, but also he's got to find the guys that are open. And I think a lot of people say this Colts receiving core, I think they rag on it very unfairly and say the Colts don't have any guys that are getting open. I think, Derek, it's more the Colts don't have a quarterback or they haven't had a quarterback that can consistently get the ball to the open guys, right? They just haven't had that. And so if Gardner Minshew can do that, can get find a couple of those deep shots and can find the guys that are open, and not force some throws, I think the Colts are going to be just fine. Yep, absolutely. And it came down to the game plan last week was don't give the red-hot team a chance to beat you by beating yourselves. Don't give them the opportunities. Make them, make them earn the opportunities that they're given. So it's the same thing this week. Just if you're indie, you do your best – to refrain from turning the ball over. That's the big one. Is if you can take care of the football, ultimately it may result in there being less big chances, but I would much rather that than you allowing yourself to turn the ball over so many times and giving the Texans free points. Uh, that's just something that you can't do. You're going to have to win the turnover battle in that regard. So, you can do that, then I feel confident in Indy's ability to be able to sustain a game uh, potential to win as long as we're just not giving it to them. Yep. I mean, ultimately, it's going to be a fun game to see. Colts got to do all these things extremely well. If they want a chance at beating this team, you know, a team that has wildly exceeded expectations in the Houston Texans and a team that very well could make a playoff run as well. So the Colts got to take care of business. The fortunate part is 
They can potentially, uh, you know, take care of business at home in front of their fans, sell out crowd. And so that definitely has to give them some energy and some backing and make them feel good about that. But again, Derek, I don't know how it's going to go, but if the Colts want a chance at taking down the Houston Texans, they got to do all these things well. They got to put some of the pieces, some of the glimpses we've seen this year, they got to put them all together, have their most complete game of the season. If they can do that, I think they have a great chance in this game. But, guys, let us know what your thoughts are on the Indianapolis Colts here, on the game plan they need to have for this game against the Houston Texans on Saturday night. Guys, we will be having a game preview coming out here probably on Thursday or Friday, so keep an eye out for that. But let us know your thoughts in the comments below. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.